Strong Dads wants to thank Quality Auto Mart for joining us as a sponsor. Quality Auto Mart was born in 1985. They are owned and operated by Mark and Nancy Repke. Quality Auto Mart provides all the services, repairs, and maintenance for your vehicle's needs with a three-year auto parts and labor warranty. They offer complimentary vehicle safety inspection and estimates. Also, they offer a shuttle service and the fourth oil change is always on them. They are located at 7307 on State Road 46 in Batesville, Indiana. Make sure you give them a call at 812-934-2301. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another show here with Merle. Merle, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Kids are on fall break. Oh. We're driving each other crazy. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. You know, walk in and see see uh, your, you know, your, your son here. And then I was like, man, what's going on here? And he told me they got fall break. Must must be nice. Must be nice to have a fall break. I want a fall yeah, break. Yeah, he's sleeping in and he's he's eating Doritos in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes out. This is just so typical teenage boy. He comes out. And he, he scares me first off. The, I'm getting ready to make coffee, and he comes up behind me and grabs me. So I almost drop him to the floor. <laughs> um, and then he starts laughing, and I'm looking at him, and he's got this, like, red sort of junk all over his teeth. I'm like, dude, what are you – what's all over your teeth? What? What? There's nothing – what are you – what? I'm like, no, like, you got junk all over your teeth. You just came out of bed, like – I was eating some Doritos in bed. I'm like, oh my gosh! It, I know that breaks a rule somewhere around here. Uh, one, of the, one of those things we we set yeah, we set here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. Welcome to fatherhood. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm I, I'm dealing with a kid too. I got I got to deal with the uh, you know the emotional needs of a little a little girl at school and getting emails from the teacher and just not good Merle so she's a smart kid she's finding out that if she can go to the nurse or go to the quiet room what is it the, the calming the, com- the, the calming corner the calming corner that she can get out of work like that's a smart kid Merle oh, I about I'm lost feeling it anxious today oh why don't you go over me and sit in the calming corner uh, I, I have no words I have no words hey our oldest did that you know and it was funny Finally, I'm like, uh, he's been to the nurse every day for two <laughs> weeks straight. We get a phone call from the nurse like, is everything okay with him? And I'm like, he's been what? <laughs> he's been going to the nurse? I'm like, son, you're done. Yeah. You're done going yeah. to the nurse. Well, the, the, she the, happened to be very attractive and sweet <laughs> and nice. And I'm the like, best thing is, is like we're, we're sitting at the dinner table and like, Mia, how was your day? And, you know. And we could tell something was off yesterday at the dinner. Like, we knew something. So, like, I was like, what would you do in the morning? When I first dropped you off, you walk in, what would you do? So I had her run down the whole day. She didn't exactly tell me she got to sit in the common corner and go to the nurse's <laughs> office, though. I'm like, what the flip? She's so much more like me. Than oh, I, I know. Yeah. I just wasn't smart she's, enough she's to figure. She's a little smarter than I could, you. I didn't figure all that stuff out in school. I didn't know I could do that, you know, get out of school and schoolwork. That's too funny. Hey, well, hopefully you're enjoying at least or relating to some of the stories about being a strong dad here and yeah. just what we run into. But it's all good. It's part of what we do. Yep. Uh, so we do want to um, jump into a serious topic today because we are in our four-part series yep and um last week we started and uh remember what we talked about yeah this is we're, we're talking about the four ways that uh satan mm-hmm. kind of grabs a hold of you, you and can use you and last week we talked about uh you know him grabbing a hold of your physical needs yeah, your, I, feel, your, I, I feel like crap right yeah. i feel sick i'm not you know those kind of things it takes my energy down depression anxiety yeah. all those things this week we're going to talk about money oh boy okay. don't don't turn us off 
No, no, no. And it, it, it's interesting because we're actually going to go, we're going to go a slightly different route on the money. Yeah. Okay. It's not just going to be just the love of money and all those things, but we're actually right. better really figure out what we're doing in terms of the psychology and what money does. And so we're going to um, tackle that a little bit. Um, so let me start with some thank yous. Uh, let me yep. let me do the first, Dad. You yep. kind of messed that one I, up I really bad last week. Screwed the pooch last week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Strong Dad <laughs> wants to thank Quality Auto Mart for coming alongside of the Strong Dad podcast. And so we thank those guys for uh, being supporters and contributors to the work that we do here. So for all of your auto needs, whether you are fixing a car up or wanting to uh, even buy a golf cart. Man, he's mm. got an incredible selection of golf carts out there. And uh, go out and see Mark and Nancy Repke at Quality Auto Mart, Lake, located outside of Batesville, Indiana. Good deal. Also, uh, Strong Dads, we would love to thank the Casey's Outdoor Solutions coming alongside of us. Man, I drove past their facility the other day, and they have just a, an incredible facility. Go check them out. Uh, all your landscaping needs. They got home decor um, stuff going on. Obviously, we're we're in, you know we're we, we can't say we're at the beginning of the fall season anymore. We're we're in it. We're in the we're fall deep. season. So uh, they have some awesome awesome uh, um, outdoor stuff going on. Whether it comes from the mums or, or any other plant needs so check them out let them know we sent you up there I really do appreciate them all right very good okay so let's get into our money topic today all right so are you rich <laughs> yeah you got enough money I have enough. I you have I, enough? I, I, I have enough but I don't have a, a lot of it I just have what I need I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that I feel like I live um at just enough you know mm -hmm. what I mean mm -hmm. like just enough um and again Linda and I both work uh, and we we both make you know I don't know a decent salary so um but we always live to that level you mm -hmm. know what I mean yeah. so I'm, I'm we talking about the building of the deck projects and all yeah. that so we're always like okay well we get that project done and then you got to save a little bit more money and then it's the next project mm -hmm. and so um so it, i've never felt like we have this endless amount this mountain of money where i can just tap into it any time and mm. do anything i want anytime like that so yeah. that's not the case at all but yeah. obviously we have what we need yeah you know but, you know merle that what's the what's the cliche when it comes to money that you know money can't buy happiness right and then there's even a song about this, but, but it can it buy can, a, it can it, buy a boat, it right? It can buy a boat, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, like sometimes I've subscribed to that, that it's like, man, you know, although money can't buy me happiness, it can buy me a lake house and right. it can buy me a beach house, right? And those things would be a lot of fun. And that, that would be a lot, you know, so sometimes I subscribe to that because I think there there is some weight to that, right? I think there yeah. is something to be said about that. But I also, again, as we're going to talk about in the show, it's it's at what point does this idea of thinking that money actually can buy that happiness and that's all you're seeking after. So mm -hmm. hopefully yeah. we'll get into that today. Well, so I... I need you guys out there listening. I need you to really pay attention today. In fact, you might even want to get a, a paper and pencil just to write down some of the start of what we're going to get into as to why we get off track with money or mm -hmm. how Satan can use it, right? Yeah. Satan can use it to get us off track, and it actually has so much more to do with some of the things in our psychology um, and, and just uh, emotional needs. Hmm. So I, I'm going to talk about for a second here about what I call my essential eight, right? Um, these are, if you think about um, necessities of life, okay? So physical necessities of life we've talked about before. These are food, water, shelter type things, right? Yep. And I have to have these to be physically surviving, hmm. right? 
And it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't mean I have to have steak every night. I, I just have to have a certain level of calorie. Yep. Okay. Um, well, there are things what we call, I call the essential eight. These are the eight emotional needs. Mm. Needs, not not wants. These are emotional needs that if people don't get them, they will get in a very, um, well, I always talk about like in marriage, they're going to die on the vine. Mm. Okay. In other words, they'll die out emotionally. Their, their heart will get hardened. They'll get coarse. Um, because they just feel like they're not living well in this area. So, um, so write these down. Okay, these are the eight emotional needs that every person has, and because I have a need for them, I'll do whatever I can to get them. All right, control. I ha- everybody has to have a level of control in their life. Respect. Everybody has to feel respect. And mm-hmm. if you don't believe that, just be disrespected for a while and you'll yeah. know exactly what I mean. Everybody has to be loved or cared for, right? Everyone has to feel like, well, someone, someone's in my corner. Mm-hmm. Someone's willing to help take care of me. Um, trust. The trust is the underpinning for all relationship stuff, yeah. whether it's um, at your workplace, in your marriage, with your kids. Trust is the underpinning for all of that. Security. I mean, I have to be able to, if I'm living as a scared rat backed in the corner every day, mm. um, it's no way to live. It's exhausting. And yeah. so I have to be able to go, hey, you know, at least now, I'm, that's why I always refer to the, my home as my my house of peace. Like yeah. this is uh, my security place. Okay. Affection. So this is, um, affection can be as simple as being in somebody's space. Like, hey, we're just home together. Um, driving in the car together. It could be holding hands. It could be physical intimacy. Um, so, but in other words, how you actually are interacting with another person, okay? Purpose. Every person has to be uh, somehow serving a level of purpose that meets their need, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and when when people are out of purpose, they get really like, what am I doing here, mm-hmm. okay? So we don't last long there. And the last one here is faith. Everybody has to have a level of faith. Now, this is, even goes for uh, whether you're a Christian or whether you're an atheist. Everyone has a level of faith. The difference becomes, well, what do you have faith in? Mm. All right, even the atheist has to have a level of faith, but his might be in himself, Mm-hmm. I believe in myself. I believe I can get myself through all things. I believe in my government. My government will pull me through. Okay. Yeah. I believe in my country, whatever. But the quality of faith always depends on the ultimate source of faith provision, mm-hmm. where it comes from. Okay. okay. And if I'm just having faith in myself, I will disappoint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so if I have faith in the government, it will disappoint. Right. And so that's why we talk about, well, I need faith in the ultimate like what would be mm. the thing that would never disappoint yeah okay and that's where god comes into that picture yep so, so anyway those are their eight uh, essential needs okay and when i think about those control and respect and love trust security affection purpose and faith when i think about those they're not all equal okay okay so um you could have Kyle, you could have a high level of need for control, Mm. okay? Like maybe you want to make sure you know what the family's doing, what's going on at work. Like I don't like surprises. I got to make sure I'm I'm, I'm in tune with everything that's going on, okay? 
Um, I could be like, yeah, I don't care. Just call me when you need me. <laughs> right, right? right. I can go with the flow. Sure. And, and, and men, <laughs> men in the home tend to be less controlling than women especially if there's kids mm. because the, the women feel the need, like I got to make sure that the schedules are together. Yep. The kids got clothes. Everybody's right. going to school. Right. And us guys are like, Oh, the kids are at school today. <laughs> right. So there's, it just depends on what area we're, you're talking about. But the idea here is you got to know what your level of need is in a particular area. So mm. we talk about like food calories, yeah. right? You need 2000 calories. I need 3000 calories. Well, which one's right? Well, yeah. it's different for each person. Right. Okay. But I have to understand how I'm wired. Mm. Now, if I'm, let's go back to the control. If I'm a person that really needs to be in control, I need to be in control. Otherwise, I feel anxious. Uh, I don't like my place. I will try to get that any way I can. Mm. And this is where money comes in. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is where, so think about all these emotional needs. And when one of these emotional needs is not being met well, yep. this is where I can look for the shortcut. Mm. And money is the shortcut. Yep. Okay, money is the shortcut. So this is what I'm, I, I really want to drive home today. Like, oh, all right. So how could money be a shortcut for, in control. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, one way is, and I've seen this happen before. I can go into a restaurant <clears throat> and I see this neat little <clears throat> table over by the window that overlooks the city. Yep. And I'm on a date with my lady. And I'm like, oh, the table they're getting ready to take me to is, <laughs> we might as well be in a closet. Right. I'm going to slip out a $100 bill here and say, hey, dude. Here. Yeah, hook us up with that table. Hook us up on that table over there. Yeah. I just use my money to control the situation. Hmm. Okay, and so we see that's just an example. You see that all the time. Yeah, money buys votes hmm. in elections. Money buys um, things in the corporate world all the time. Yeah. Okay, and so I'm trying to control hmm. in that situation. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, as you're talking, Merle, I started thinking. You know. To, to me, you know, last week when we were talking about the physical, you know, Satan kind of attacking your physical, uh, you know, abilities, <clears throat> one of the things we talked about at the beginning of the show was talking about this idea of spiritual warfare mm. and how Satan, you know, th- it is real. It is a real thing, whether you believe in the Satan guy, whether you believe in this Jesus guy, regardless of whatever you want to call it, bad luck, you know, karma, whatever, whatever you want to call it, spiritual warfare is a real thing. And I think when it comes to this idea of money, I think Satan knows this idea that those essential eight that you were talking about, man, I can't tell you the number of times myself included where guys just, we get into this comparison game where mm-hmm. we're like, well, they have a lot of control and I kind of want that control. Yeah. Or, you know, they, they have, you know, the, the affection of some really, really pretty girl or whatever the case may be. And I think Satan uses those, this idea. And then he also, you know, knows your financial situations. He knows you can afford. So instead of, you know, providing for your family, go, go ahead and just, you know, go, go buy, go buy that love that you think oh, you yeah. can go buy. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think Satan uses a spiritual warfare in a sense of making men compare themselves to one another. You, you have a real fancy truck. Well, you know, Jim down the street, he has to have that fancy truck then. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of snowballs in this thing where then, you know, we're, we're using the money to really try and accomplish and try and buy things in our life 
that that are not going to truly come back to the you know really fulfilling us. So I think you know the spiritual warfare is no different. You know, just like we were talking last week with the physical. It's, it, it is still alive and real when it comes to money. I mean, there's so many verses all through Scripture that talk about how the love of money over mm-hmm. other things, how it's just it's never going to fulfill you. It's going to continue to destroy mm-hmm. you. It's not that money is a bad thing, but it's just that when you make that money your quote-unquote God and you use it to try and buy you know, the, 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 the security, the power, the control, yeah. you know, your happiness, you think you can buy your love, your freedom, the respect that you think you deserve, you know, that, that, that the money is what can get you all these things, man, Satan, Satan throws these little, he, again, I, I kind of equated to like the chess piece because, you know, Satan is not playing checkers here. He's playing the real deal. He's playing mm-hmm. chess right here. Yeah. And he knows <laughs> the moves that, that he can make to make you think that money is going to be what you really need in order to get to whatever, you know, whatever you think you need yeah yeah i mean it's and again uh money is of great value to us Mm -hmm. so let's not let's not like fudge that out like oh it's not important no it is that and that's why it's talked about so often in scripture yeah because it's like food it's a necessity you have to have money in order to function right Mm -hmm. But when all of a sudden you are a glutton of food, you yeah. become a fat pig. <laughs> and when you are a glutton of money, you become a filthy pig. Yeah. Okay. And so the I have to understand, oh man, what am I doing with this? How is Satan using this? Yeah. So here are some lies. These are the lies that us men and women, but us men um, buy into. That money equals security. Mm. And if you don't believe that, just uh, look around. How many insurance policies? do you have <laughs> all right how many of you buy uh, a gun to carry with you how many of you pay money for security uh, um, devices on your house yep. all right and so if i can purchase that in some way i can make myself feel more secure how about how about this one here this is one we see a lot in i kind of the example of the the food or the um, the dinner table um Money equals power and control, mm. man, and that I, that is so true in so many different levels. This country, I think, tries to keep some of that level of corruption out. In mm. other words, in our legal process, we have a due process where everyone is entitled to a representation under the law. But let's be honest: if I got a lot of money, I can buy a really great attorney. Yep. I can get influence into the court systems. And so money starts to, we use it to have power and control, Mm. all right, versus the guy, the homeless dude who, you know, he's, okay, he's going to get a public defender and listen, good luck. Yeah. Well, you know, this idea of power control, Merle, you know, in, in yours and Linda's office, you know, that come in. What, what, I mean, obviously not asking for names by any means, but what, what are some of the, the guys coming in? Because I'd imagine this idea of power control, um, just knowing, um, just what that feels like as a man that mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in control. Like, I just think of, of, of just, you know, just a, a broad example of a man who, who is becoming very successful in their workplace and they know that they can continue to put forth a lot of effort there because they're going to gain a lot of control and a lot of, you know, become mm-hmm. a supervisor and a lot of, a lot of respect that comes along with that. But then they're negating the home life. I mean, mm-hmm. is this something you're seeing a lot in the office? Um, you know, so what I, when it comes to control and money in the office from, men all right so that's our perspective today um i will see men 
um, start to lord it over their mm. wife or the kids. Okay? okay. Well, you know, I'm out busting my butt every day so that you can have this. Mm. Okay. So in other words, I make all this money so you can have this nice lifestyle mm. that you have. And if it weren't for me doing this, then you wouldn't have what you have. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so this is a, a type of thing like, listen, we are called to provide, but we also have to be really careful about, yes, we want to be respected and appreciated, but we don't hold it over as leverage mm. to manipulate and blackmail. Mm. Okay. And so it's that, that fine line. Okay. Um, I've had men before that have been guilty of um, really having a tight grip on the money and basically um, limiting to the point where it's just gets really weird. Like yeah. here's your $20 a week. Yeah, don't spend it all yeah. in one place kind of yeah. thing. And if you behave, you'll get more. Mm. If you don't behave, and by the way, I'm the keeper of the definition of behaving. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. so I've, I've had that in my office. And, you know, for me, I'm just like, dude, get off of it right yeah. now. I mean, because that's that's a you talk about sickness. Yeah. <laughs> that That's a very insecure person. Yeah. Who has to use his money to influence mm-hmm. that way? Yep. So you know, as we keep going down, some of the, the lies that we that we buy into, uh, and again, these are these are for sure uh, coming directly from Satan. These are the lies mm-hmm. that I think he keeps dangling over. Just what I was talking about at the beginning of the show: this idea that money buys happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I'll be the first to admit I subscribe to this sometimes. I'll be the first to admit Satan knows he knows the shiny little tools he can put in front of me. That if I just mm-hmm. had this tool, mm-hmm. man, I would be so happy because I could do X Y Z. Projects, right, and, and and he knows that, and, and you know because I am blessed and I do have some financial you know stability. Sure, I could go out and buy that tool mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. But then, what would that do? You know, what, what, what? I mean, because anytime you buy something or you 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 think you're buying that happiness, again, we talk all the time. Something else has to suffer, right? There's going to be something mm-hmm. else that's suffering. So, if I think that tool is going to make me happy, then what what is going to suffer that Jenny can't get? You know, what, mm-hmm. what so so on and so forth. I mean, you could play the what ifs game, but th- this idea, the lies, that, and again, I buy into this sometimes that money buys happiness. Yeah, you've got a whole tool shed full of beautiful <laughs> tools, and you're still grumpy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Linda would say, I've got a whole garage full of bikes and I'm still grumpy, you know? So again, like, you know, we get all excited about that chase. Like, yeah, I'm going to buy this car. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to buy this tool or whatever. And while we're dreaming about it, like we are, yeah. it's that dream is giving us those dopamine hits that are providing yeah. the happiness. It's an artificial happiness. Yeah. And all of a sudden you get the tool or you get the, the new thing. And I mean, a day after you get it, you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, I got one of those. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah I got to go on to the next thing. I, f- I feel like Satan. You know, have you ever like talked about something and all of a sudden you open up your phone and on Facebook there's an advertisement oh, yeah, of that yeah. exact thing? <laughs> this is totally Satan. I'm like, I'm thinking about this tool in my mind and all of a sudden like this advertisement shows up and I'm like, damn you, Satan, yeah. you did it. <laughs> yeah, there's no question that if you mention it out loud or on your phone that you'll get that. Yeah. Now I don't know about just thinking about that. <laughs> well, <I'm> really just... <laughs> freaks me out there, but. Yeah, but I know I've had that before. I'm yeah. talking about a dirt bike, and the next thing you know, I'm getting dirt bike ads all yeah. over. How about uh, you know, money equals love? Mm. Um, if you um, have more money, you'll get more love. We yeah. see that a lot. Uh, money equals freedom, okay? Mm. Um, I want to be careful here. <clears throat> we think that money gives us freedom, but we better understand what freedom is, mm. okay? Okay money can provide greater opportunity 
four different things. Okay, yeah. it can pr- provide greater opportunity, but it in and of itself does not equal. And that's so. As I wrote all of these, I put an equal sign mm-hmm. in, and so yeah. they're not equal to, but they can provide opportunities to do things. Okay, yeah. and so that's the thing that I just want to keep in mind. Like it's not equal, but it does give me greater opportunity for it. Yep. Yeah. So, so as we kind of keep moving down this, this idea of money equals respect, uh, and that, you know, <laughs> that how many times you heard this, that more is better, right? Mm. More money, uh, you know, that the better that, you know, you, you can't have enough money, right? Just like you can't have too much fun. Like I, I can't have too much money. Uh, and this last one, you were you wrote down, man, this is something else that I, I think as men, just generally speaking, I think men struggle with this because part of the, the idea of, uh, of, of the control, I think that we feel like, Everything we've earned is ours, right? Yeah. We we did this. That all the money that I've made is mine, right? Yeah. And, and I think again, this is something I subscribe to. Sometimes it's just like you know, you just go through the, these these seasons in your life where I'm like, I'm working really hard right now. I'm working a lot of overtimes at work, man. I earned this. I made this money. I, yeah. If I want that tool, I'm going to go buy it because I earned that money. It's mm-hmm. my money, right? And I think I think a lot of ways and a lot of men. We subscribe to this sometimes, this idea that the money we make is ours. Yeah, yeah, the money is ours. And so, uh, and again, <laughs> you know, it sounds good. Like I can justify it, but ultimately we have to go back <clears throat> to a greater source. Yeah. Where does the money come from? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about how we actually walk through this. Mm. Um, because I want to be clear, as I said before, money is not evil. And we are not trying to say, we shouldn't be making money or any of those things. What we're trying to say is understanding how Satan can use that that money for that opportunity based off of our selfishness, yeah. for our own desire to satisfy much deeper needs, mm-hmm. right? And that's why you run into older people that finally go, I don't really care about, you know, that, you know, like I've had all the toys, I've had it all, I don't really care. And you're like, man, will I ever get there? Well, they've come to a different level of understanding how these emotional needs get met and money came up short every time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, in 1 Timothy 6.10, it says, um, and you referenced this before, it says, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have mm. wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. So it says, for the love of money. So so we desire it, all right? And, and it's not money in and of itself. Money's just the vehicle, it's the tool, but it's mm-hmm. the love of it when I start living for it because I think it's going to satisfy these emotional needs in some way. That's when we get into trouble. Man, I think I think maybe more than any other country, I think Americans, this one hits home because mm-hmm. we are a, a country that that you know not that that you know we are built around money, but money is such a huge part of our society. Other countries that that are very poor and mm-hmm. don't have a lot of it, I, I don't I'm not to say that they don't struggle with this, but I think man, if there was ever a country that that the the love of the root you know the the the, the root of all kinds of evil that comes from the mm-hmm. the love of that money. Man, to me, this just speaks to an American's heart. Like to me, again, we are we are blessed beyond belief, and because of those blessings that we get, you know, because a lot of those blessings that we do have or we feel like we have are because of the financial stability that we have in this country. Yeah. Man, I think this plays right into that. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the wealthiest countries in the world, and still one of the countries with the highest levels of depression and anxiety. Yeah, and so we're starting to realize, wait, there are when depression and anxiety 
are part of my signs. They are my indicators that mm-hmm. emotional needs are not being met. And so the emotional needs are the essential eight that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. And so how can I have all this money and still be scoring among the highest in nations with suicide rates, drug use, depression, anxiety? Something's not adding up. Mm-hmm. And so I have to understand Satan's in the background laughing his tail off, <laughs> and I'm falling for it. Okay. Yeah. So... So here's the deal. Money is a shortcut. Mm. We have to recognize that money is a shortcut, all right? And I need to know, okay, what's a better way then? Mm. And without us sounding all churchy, well, you just have to be happy. Right, <laughs> yeah. Right? But I do have to find out, well, what's what's the long route or the better route, mm. okay, versus the shortcut? And, you know, in Scripture, I'll go to John 4.14 here because I probably have read this thousands of times, and it just I just read through it. Sure. But this is really what it's working on right here. John 4.14 says, But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Mm-hmm. This is so important f- for us to grasp this idea because there's never enough money, right? There's never enough money. You can't have too much, right? Mm-hmm. And so that whole idea that there's never enough money is the same idea here is that you will never have your thirst quenched. You'll always be thirsty. You'll mm-hmm. always be in the desert. Even if you get that one quick drink, you're going to go, man, uh, where's my water bottle? I need it again, mm-hmm. Okay. And so here we're getting the idea that Jesus is the the ever flowing spring of water. Yeah. Okay. Well, what does Jesus provide? <laughs> so I need to figure this out, right? right. Like, well, what does He provide? Yep. And, and I think this plays right into what we were talking about uh, that that point that I was making uh, about you know some uh, some of the lies that we buy into that that this idea that money is ours, right? Man, uh, I'm sure you know anyone who's ever attended a church has heard stories before of someone says that you know they 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 had to sacrifice something in order to pay for something else, and all of a sudden you know whatever a check shows up from a refund from something of the exact amount, right? And I think man, this just really uh, is a is a perfect example of how man. God will continue to provide. And again, not to get all churchy on everyone, but but I do think there's something to be said about realizing that the money you have is not yours, that God is the ultimate provider. He's the, that, that spring that you were talking about. He's going to continue to provide for our needs. But I think in that, God wants us to play an active role. Because mm-hmm. again, if we don't play that active role, if, if all we do is sit back and say, look at all the money I've made, look at all the things I've done, I believe all those lies that Satan continues to tell me. If we sit back and believe those things and we don't play an active role, then yes, that that, that money may may be there. And it might be a short-term thing, but I think mm-hmm. when that's when this idea that, that again, here in America, we are so blessed, but we also are dealing with so many you know mental health problems that, that are associated with trying to buy our happiness. And man, I think if you just go back to the root and just know that that it's God that is the spring that is allowing you and providing you the funds that you do have, I think, man, when you come to terms with that and you actually start to believe that, I think that's when, you know, the, the, not the again, Satan's always going to try and play those games. Yeah. But I think when you start to really believe that and, and actually use that in your day-to-day life, I think that's when you can kind of, you know, start to begin to control 
the idea that you think money has more control over you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you start to get an understanding yeah. of it, and you start to manage the money rather than money managing you. Yeah, that's a great point. So, so the so we we talked about like not getting all churchy, all right. But I I want to try to get this right. I want to understand like, okay, why? How have I been feeling thirsty all the time when it mm. comes to money? And I've now tapped this to my eight emotional needs that we talked about, and like I'm trying to fulfill these things. And so when, then we hear that, you know, Jesus is the well, right? He's the eternal well. Well, then I, I better dig in a little bit deeper and figure out how do I make this transition? Mm. How do I transition from money being my provider to Jesus being my provider? And this is where we really start to study the, the life of Jesus, Right, and I'm not like I really am challenging you, strong dads out there, to actually study the life of Christ because He is working in God's nature, and I'm working in my nature, my mm -hmm. selfishness, and so I need to study. Well, how did Christ live? And so, you know, we've talked about this so many times before. One of the very first things we can do is learn to serve. Mm. I mean, that's one of the very first things. Like. I'm going to get up and I'm going to think about how I'm going to serve other people today, all right? How, whether it's my serving my community at your work, you know, whether it's serving my family, um, serving whoever it is, how can I serve? And I want to be the best servant for them, mm. okay? Now, then I start to also realize my charitable heart. Mm. How am I giving? How am I giving? Christ was a giver. Okay, so he was a servant and he was a giver. Mm. And when he starts to do these things, the practice is what creates the, um, the completion of our emotional needs. People start to respect you. Mm -hmm. You start to find joy in other people's joy. Mm -hmm. All right? You start to find security because you know that God provides all that you need. Mm. Okay. So you start to get a different vision versus when you are on the throne, okay? So like an example that, that we have, you know, put a practical use in our home is, man, let's just, let's just see if we can give uncomfortably mm. <laughs> our tithing. Yeah. You know, when we first started tithing, that's been years ago, but when we first started, I was like, what the heck? This is way too much money. <laughs> this is way too much money. We're writing a big old check, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm like, I'm telling you how weak I was. Yeah. Like, this is very uncomfortable. Yeah. And over the years, it's gotten more comfortable because it's like, you know, it's not our money. Hmm. We're, we're just a facilitator of it. Yeah. What are we going to do with the hands and feet of it? And so... Hey, the money comes in, the money goes out. Yep. Now, if the money's coming in and it always goes out for my need, yeah. all right, or for my want, I have new cars, I have new yep. old toys, okay? And then that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about giving as Christ would give. Yeah. And watch what happens to your emotional um, calorie count. Yeah. You will start to fulfill, and you'll be like, huh. I'm actually pretty good with where I'm at. Yep, and, and I, I think part of this idea of tithing, this is this is 100% a control. I I know this just from my own self. Like, man, are we really giving that much money? Are, mm -hmm. are we really doing that? Because, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, you know, not, not that they're anything remotely close, but sometimes I'm like, well, geez, well, taxes come out, then I have to mm. tithe. Mm -hmm. My taxes are a lot of money. My tithing's a lot of money. So it's like, 
well, I, I earned this money, right? And I think that this is, again, how Satan is going to continue to plug, you know, move those pawn pieces around because he knows that if he makes you, puts that thought in your mind that, man, you're tithing too much money, that, that's your money, you mm-hmm. earn that, right? I think as he does that, that's where just naturally I think men want to have control. Man, I think you, you look at that like, that's my money. You're right. I'm going to take that back. I'm not going to be very charitable. I'm not going to tie that much money because I earned that. You know, mm-hmm. the church didn't earn that. God didn't earn that. I did, That's right? And, and and I think again, this is the, the those thoughts that go through. I know they go through my mind, and I'm sure you guys can relate to that. That that's where we just have to realize, know that God is in control, that it is his to start with. He again, just like you said, Merle, we are the facilitators of that. Mm. And realize that and actually believe that. Not just say it out loud, but actually to your core believe that. And it's a hard process to get over and to to realize that that we are just we're here for a short time. God has blessed us in, in more ways ways and we can ever understand why wouldn't we want to give back to them mm-hmm. yeah so give till it hurts right <laughs> and, and and i will say early on it hurts, it hurts. easy right <laughs> yeah you're like oh my gosh yeah. i just gave that guy a buck oh yeah. you know but the idea here is you starting to realize how actually you get provided for even more and better mm. especially at an emotional level you just are a person who starts to connect so much better uh, with with relationships, uh, with how you approach work, um, your physical health, all of these things start to come together. Yep. Uh, Matthew six twenty four. All right, you've heard this before, but just think about what is actually being said here. Matthew six twenty four says, "No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will <clears throat> be devoted to the one and despise the other. Mm. You cannot serve God and money." If money is your provider for all your security needs, for all your emotional needs, you'll never have enough. If God, who is eternal, Mm -hmm. is, you will always have enough, Hmm. okay? And so uh, who's on the throne, right? The the challenge that I have for you guys this week is go through and rate yourself on your emotional needs. Go through the list that we had, okay, and see, well, where, where... where am I really desiring a high level here? Mm-hmm. Um, am I one of these guys who needs a lot of control? Mm. Am I one of these guys who feels like I have to be respected at a high level, um, that I have to be have a lot of affection from people, whatever it is, all right? <clears throat> and then see how you may have plugged money into helping you lock that down or mm-hmm. get it to a level that you want, all right? Yep. And so that's just the challenge this week. And then I just challenge you to back off of it. Yep. Back off, let some of it go, and see what God does. You know, I, I've said this before that that uh, I don't know who I ever heard this from, but there's two two ways you can really see what a person's about. You can mm. look at their bank account, and you can look at their schedule. Man, if 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 as you're starting to do this evaluation and you're not sure if you feel like money has not control of you, look at your bank account, look at your bank statement, see where you're spending your money. What where's that money? You know, does that money play into some of these lies that 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 Satan has continued to play and continue to tell us? So I just think if you look at your bank account and you're seeing different things that that play into this idea of control or trying to buy respect or trying to buy happiness, you know, all these toys. Man, I, I think that that's what you're saying, Merle. Just taking that, that that evaluation and and maybe you know again, you know, God is is, is so much bigger than than this idea of trying to buy all these things. I just think again, it's a very cliche and very easy to say that just allow Him to take control over that. But man, start to make a conscious decision and make a statement in your life that you're going to allow God to be in control over money. 
because once you you know and again this is a work in progress this is a, this is not a i made this statement and a stake in the ground and, and all as well it's similar to you know i'm going to follow christ and my life is hunky dory then because it's not right satan knows that even as a follower of christ he can he can begin to kind of put that wedge between you and christ with money yeah he doesn't quit working he's right yeah. he doesn't quit and, and neither does jesus though jesus is you know right. he, he's always working he's always trying to you know be, you know build the relationship between you and him and, and i just think you know allowing allowing you to make a conscious statement in your life saying that that Jesus is over he's, he's over my money mm-hmm. I think when you begin to actually believe that and say that I think that's when you know getting back your the control of allowing God to take that control is, is beneficial yeah so hopefully guys you found this to be helpful uh, not just having a money bashing conversation but the understanding of why we gravitate towards the things we do so mm. again go through those essential eights see where you are in that see how money is playing into those how you might use or abuse it um, and understand that that's how Satan is working at you so um, man Let's get ready to sign everybody off here, right? Uh, I'll thank Quality Automart, okay? (laughs) I'll thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions again. Uh, We want to thank all you guys for listening. Please um, give us five-star ratings, promote the show, share the show. Uh, Reach out to us, man. You've got a question, you've got something, you can reach us at our uh, um, rocksolidfamilies.org website, or uh, you can call us at 812-576-7625. Good deal. Hope you guys are uh, having a good week. Go out there and make some strong dads. I mean, but I, I, I really could use the new bike. Yeah. I mean, I think I'd be so much faster. I'm looking at these table saws right now. Yeah. <laughs> Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Casey's offers a wide selection of plants, landscaping materials, home and garden decor, and gifts for every occasion. Casey's is committed to providing exceptional service, a unique shopping experience, and value to every customer. Stop in and see what makes Casey's so unique. Located at 21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, or call 812-537-3800. Let Casey's help you add beauty to your home.